Hello, my friends. Here we go. Episode 15 live from the M Factor Studios in downtown Jackson. This is the A to G show brought to you by the M Factor channel. I am Adam Amble. Thanks for joining us live on Facebook on a just gorgeous, gorgeous Wednesday evening here in Jackson. We got the scoop on Michigan B-ball coaching hire, Spitfire, and of course, call the three a little later on. Of course, joining me as always, Garrett Collier. G, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing, buddy. It's uh, such a nice day, man. I mean, I got I got the day off work from the golf course because it rained this morning, Aww. and then it turned into a beautiful day. I was like, this is great. This well, is great. Congratulations on that, man. Wish uh, <laughs> wish I had your your luck there. Uh, it is gorgeous out there, man. It's uh, it's light out, sun came out earlier this morning or earlier this afternoon. For sure, uh, just fantastic. But uh, let's get right started into our first topic: Michigan. Uh, kind of breaking news today. Uh, it was kind of expected yesterday, but uh, they yep. made it official today. Michigan has found their new head coach. Former Fab Five member Juwan Howard named as the basketball head coach for, what, $2 million a year for five years. He's been an assistant with the Heat for about six years now. Uh, was really kind of the creator of the Fab Five. A lot of people don't remember this. Uh, he was the first one that actually got recruited. Yep. And uh, he was the one that kind of went out and recruited Chris Webber, Jalen Rose, and those guys and really got them into town and stuff like that. So uh, kind of the uh, the unsung hero of the Fab Five. Of course, a lot of people don't think the Fab Five were anything to, to write home about, right? I'm sure I'm sure uh, Jeff Collier out there probably, <laughs> probably doesn't think so, but... Uh, he's he, he been an assistant for the Heat for six years. No real head coaching experience, although yeah. he has been in the talks over this past year once the playoffs started and stuff like that yeah. for some NBA jobs. He interviewed and stuff for, like for that. the Lakers. So, yeah. yeah, he did. Yep, interviewed for the Lakers. Didn't get the job. But what do you think about the hire, G? Man, I'm I'm very on the fence about it. I'm excited as like a, as a Michigan guy. I, I like that now. You know, our football and our basketball coaches are both former players in their in their perspective That's in their a good respective point. sport. Yep. Um, like we got Michigan guys. Um, the, the the troubling part of it to me is is that transition from NBA back to college for him. Uh, I think that he's going to find that college basketball is an entirely different landscape than the NBA right now. I think the way the game is played is different. I think recruiting is just a, a totally different animal. I think, yes, he, he was the one who helped recruit C-Webb and Jalen and, and Jimmy and all those guys and Ray. But recruiting then was so different than it is now it's just a totally different monster and he hasn't experienced that yet sure he's he's done the summer yeah. league. i think the thing that will help is he's done the summer league with the heat he was their head yeah. coach the last two yep. years for the summer league and so he's dealt with the young guys the guys that are just leaving college and he kind of knows the mentality and the mindset as far as that goes i think it's either going to work out really really well or five years from now we're going to be like what were we thinking yeah. that this was going to be a good idea and i think it's one of the not. other let's hope not i think it's it, one of the other it's really a good question though g is exactly what type of system is he going to bring in exactly you know what i mean I, yeah. he has been he's already been called like you mentioned you alluded to the fact that we now have two former yep. athletes for michigan two star athletes really because yeah. he had a great Absolutely. great last year at michigan Jawan howard did and of course harbaugh they're already calling him the harbaugh of michigan basketball right, right? now they're saying that simply folks not because of his, his style and stuff like that obviously because he'll probably bring in some decent recruiting yep. hopefully we can get wilson back uh to re oh, jalen wilson or whatever yeah. it was that we lost after beeline right uh decided to to roll out uh, hopefully we can get him back because I think he's a real good player. Absolutely. Other than that, though, I'm just really curious to see, are we going to see kind of the uh, mid-range between a fast-paced offense and B-line's offense and then 
uh, you know, kind of somewhere in between there? Or do we go yeah. from a, like a beeline offense to uh, I'm sure like your dad, Jeff, wants to see that Wisconsin offense, that old Bo Ryan offense that he was <laughs> that he was so in love with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, what uh, What do you think about that, G? You got to – I mean, I think it's you got to go with the times, man. I think college basketball is speeding up. Um, I, I like beeline's methodical mentality because it, he did it at both ends. He slowed you down on the defensive end by playing really good defense. And then we'd take our time and look for a good shot at the offensive end. But I do think that, that college basketball is becoming more and more high scoring. I don't mind. I mean, look at how successful it was for teams like Duke and Michigan State and uh, even Purdue this year, getting quick shots and, and finding success with that. I, th I think that Michigan absolutely could do that. The thing that's going to be more interesting than that to me is going to be like the recruiting side of it because Michigan for the last 12 years while Beeline was there doesn't land a lot of big-name recruits right. and still finds great success via good coaching and, and, and implementing a system that works regardless of the players that you have. I think it'll be important to see if Juwan Howard can do the same, um, both recruit some good names, but also with the players that you do get that are two- and three-star guys, can you coach them up to the point that they're playing at a four- and five-star level? I think that's just as important. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep, I agree. And exactly to your point, does he get the five-star recruits? The one-and-donners. Are we going right. back to one-and-donners again at right. Michigan? Well, not again. They've never really had them, but right. uh, just a few. Yeah. But are they going back to one-and-donners, or are we going to see like system-type players again, like Beeline traditionally right. would recruit and stuff like that? So um, I'm really excited about it My uh, personally. I think that the the summer will tell a lot, obviously. Yeah, and absolutely. We'll yeah. see exactly, you know, because uh, – other breaking news was Iggy actually did declare staying in the draft officially yep. for the draft. Has Jordan so, Poole? So yeah, yeah. They're all they're, they're all, all three they're, gone. Yep, all okay. three are gone. So okay. that's that's a shame. I really wish that yeah. especially Poole and Iggy obviously right. come back and stuff like that. But we'll see how the the current players fit into Juwan's offense. Does yeah. he does he really does he really try to mesh with them or does he basically say, all right, once you guys we're are done, my thing. we're, yeah, exactly. We're going, we're going to my style of players and stuff like that. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Right. It'd be really interesting, but I'm excited about it. I just, uh, I'm still looking forward to Michigan football though. So I'm not jumping ahead to basketball. Right. right so let's, for sure. let's hold up real quick. Pump the brakes. Sure. Uh, it's a great, uh, again, thanks for joining us folks on the A to G show. I'm Adam Amble along with Garrett Collier here yes, in sir. beautiful downtown Jackson. Tell you what, it is gorgeous out there tonight, isn't it, buddy? But I would like to uh, jump to our new Spitfire. Hell yeah. Uh, we got going on our Spitfire segment. Basically, we bring up the hottest topics or debates, I guess you would say. Yeah. Debates of all throughout the sports history, pretty much. I mean, nothing, Oops. nothing's off limits here. Yeah. Again, everyone join in. We really like to see the comments and stuff like that. Let us know your opinions because that's really what it's all about. That's why we do the show. We like to see you guys, what you guys have to say. And if you guys want to see any questions or debates for next week's show, let us know as well. So let's get right into it. G first one, I'll go right first and that or I'll go first. And that is why isn't soccer as popular in the United States. Mm. And it is, it, I, I got to bring that up to you, buddy. I know you're uh, yeah, you're a very a, big soccer fan and absolutely. stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's just an oversaturation of sports. Uh, if you go, if you look at like the UK where soccer is king, if you look at Europe where soccer is king, they really only play three sports really seriously. It's soccer, rugby, and basketball, or two of the three. Um, whereas here we have major professional leagues for football, basketball, hockey, soccer, lacrosse, baseball. The list goes on. There's 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 professional track and field is is big here. I I, I just think. When you have 30 different sports channels to pick from, something's going to fall by the wayside. And, and we like fast-paced, quick-hitting, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. whatever. 
and, and soccer is not that. Soccer is a slow, deliberate game that takes 90 minutes to maybe score one or two goals and get a win. It's not something that we want to largely consume, I don't think, unfortunately. Um, I find it super entertaining. I can watch a game that ends 0-0 and be like, damn, that was a great game. Whereas a lot of people are like, well, if the final score was 0-0, then why am I watching? Yeah. And I can totally relate to that. I've, I've never gotten super upset when people talk junk about soccer because I get it. I, I, yeah. I like watching uh, a 10-8 to game in the MLB more than a 0-0 zero zero yeah. game in MLB. Yeah. I totally understand. I like watching a football game that ends 31 to 28 rather than 10 to 7. I completely get it. We like scoring, we like highlights, that kind of thing. Um I just think that there's there's a lot more that goes into soccer mentality and concept and training and all of that. Um so it's interesting to me. Um but yeah, I just think it's an oversaturation. There's too many good athletes in the United States in other sports. Yes. Um and I think that's another part of it that people that goes overlooked is we kind of suck at it. I think that's part of the reason well, it's not I, popular. Well, I also think that's why we suck at it because a lot of it's, times... It, it, exactly. It's like a scale. I, I will both, say in yeah. most developed countries and stuff like that, most prosperous countries or right. more of the prosperous countries and stuff like that, uh, soccer soccer is a it's a cheap sport, right? It's right. a cheap sport. And obviously yeah. you want to play in good weather. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's not forget the United States, half the country is... Blanket in the snow. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to go outside. Or it's 110. And, exactly, and the kick the ball. Yeah, exactly. Even right. on the the opposite side of that, you're right. not gonna go outside and kick the ball around. Yeah. Uh, when it's dead snow out there, and no, I agree. all you need is a ball. You need a ball and two and rocks, a posts, right? You, you know the, what I mean? I mean, I've seen there's there's videos from when the World Cup was in was it the year it was in South Africa where they were playing with uh, two shoes on the ground and they literally had yeah, were using it, anything exactly. like baseball. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know. I, I really think game. that's that's my take on it is why it's not so popular. Is you are spot on with the, the just the abundance of great sports that we have right. to watch. Television, of course, obviously plays yeah. a big part in that. Advertising plays a big part in it. And again, uh, if from from the boring standpoint if you want to call it that you know the low yeah. scoring games right. and stuff like that uh personally that's uh i don't get into it because of that but then you could say Fair the enough. same for like hockey and stuff like that if you want scoring right. if you want scoring let's get into low scoring. to go yeah exactly right. if you want fast pace and and go 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 right exactly let's go yeah. let's go basketball but in terms of soccer Watching it with people that actually enjoy soccer and really like right. it, they are right. really good at tell, getting excited about right. not scoring. That is one. You know thing what I mean? I'll they say, get in the zone yeah. or something like that, and they're starting to go crazy. Yeah. That counts. That counts as a win for them. Almost. No, there's you know just a I mean? lot of periods. I mean, I, 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 I can nerd out about soccer for this whole podcast. You know what All I right. mean? But well, we but, don't want to do that. We don't want to bore everyone. <laughs> no, so but sorry. it's fun. I mean, I love going to soccer games. There's a club in Detroit. They're a semi-pro soccer club called Detroit City FC, and they sell five thousand tickets to every game. They sell out their stadium in this little suburb of Detroit called Hamtramck, and their fans are wild. Oh, the it's capital fun of Detroit, to watch. Hamtramck. <laughs> And it's just, it's, it's a cool thing to me that, that, you know, you have a five minute period of where you're just pressing the other team and the other team's playing really good defense and mm -hmm. the ball's in that end over and over again. It's, it's exciting if you like the game, but like the flip side of that coin is you might not score for that whole yeah. time of attacking play. You might get no reward for it. And some fans get, not fans, some people that are trying to get into soccer get frustrated by that. And, and I understand both sides of it. Um, I do too. I do too. I don't think it'll ever be big here. I, don't I really think so don't. Either. I would love for it to be. Don't get me wrong. I would love. I've always said that if the World Cup is ever back in the United States, which it's going to be, mm -hmm. I don't remember what when, but it's going to come back. I, I will go to a game. I have to go to a game. It, well, you got Women's World Cup over in France this yeah, summer. Right? Yeah. So. I mean, and I've been when when they bring the European clubs over to the United States, I've been to the Big House and watched them twice, and it's it's a hundred thousand people. Yeah, it's my cool younger to, sister goes. And I think her the cool husband thing to me about that is, is those are all the people that are like me that of their friends are the only one that likes soccer, and we're all in the same place in Michigan, yeah. like gathering to watch these clubs that we get to watch every weekend um and they're they're in person yeah they're they're fun right i yeah, mean they're, for, oh, it's, it's a, a blast it's good time yeah. there and stuff like that so right. 
So yeah, uh, go ahead, G. You got the next one. I buddy. got the next one. Oh man, I have a list. I just don't want one to pick. I know that's the problem. Um, right? Okay, here we go. Here we go. I got I got a good one. So we've talked a lot about the greatest player of all time debate in the NBA, LeBron, Jordan, whatever. Um, it's pretty clear cut. Everybody seems to agree that Phil Jackson is is the greatest NBA coach of all time. He's got eleven rings, more than anyone else. Um, Does everyone it, agree with that? Let's yeah. let's. It seems let's, it seems like it. Think. That seems like the general consensus. But my question is: Was it Phil Jackson? Or was it the fact that he arguably had the two greatest one-two duos in the history of the NBA with Shaq and Kobe and Scotty and Jordan? Do you think Phil Jackson is, is that superior a coach that he has more rings than anyone? Or do you think that he got very fortunate with the players he had? Or is it, it could be both, I guess. Yeah, I do not think that he was a great, he was a great coach of talent. So like you alluded to just now, he yeah. had Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, of course, one of the greatest duos of all time. Then he got basically handed, right? He got handed Shaq and Kobe. Shaq and Kobe. On a platter, man. Of course. And my my big thing is, is he had his triangle offense and yep. stuff like that. He yep. created his triangle offense. Okay, that's great. But it only works. You know, other people have tried the triangle offense. It's a true system, right? Other right. people have tried the triangle offense and failed. So yeah. does that more lean towards him being a great coach? and Or does that lean towards his system working with those with types of right players? Pieces. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Everyone calls like, and I'll, I'll, I'll go back to New England Patriots. Is that type, is that a system? Or is that just always a good team, a good run team? I'm going to argue it's a good, uh, a well-ran franchise simply because yeah. Other, why wouldn't everyone try that system then? Right. Well, well, Brady has Belichick and stuff like that. Not yeah. to not to change off Phil Jackson. No, you're good. You're good. But uh, but everyone's like people have tried that with much better quarterbacks apparently than Tom Brady and right. much better coaches coaches than Bill right. Belichick. Why can't they Why can't they duplicate it? I so when it comes to yeah. Phil Jackson, sorry G. No, when it comes to Phil Jackson, I think that his is a little different than Belichick and Brady. Exactly. I think that he actually was given the, he came into all this talent that just happened to fit his style of offense just yeah. perfectly. And I honestly think that he, if he were to go to a uh, mediocre team, not so much mediocre, even less yeah. than arguably, like you said, one of the two of the best two tandem, right? It's, uh, my yeah. younger sister, Allison, thanks for watching guys. But uh, Greg Popovich, she, she states, uh, just as, as, a, as a great, as a great coach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what do you got G? No, I think as far as the best coach debate, Popovich would be one A to me. I, I think Phil Jackson's the best. Um, mm -hmm. you, can, you can't really argue eleven rings, man. That's that's incredible. It's, uh, yeah, that's. Um, but yeah, Popovich has done a lot with a little. As far as he had Tim Duncan his whole career and a bunch of ragtag pieces thrown around it, and he kept making it work. Um, yeah, I think going back to the Belichick comparison, I think that you get that comparison a lot. Is like Belichick is the. I think it's different in 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 that the pieces of the Patriots seem to change every year. It's Tom Brady and this ragtag group of whoever yeah it's not like it's I, I i tend to lean towards tom brady's the greatest quarterback of all time um and i think that has helped belichick i i really do but in in football there's two sides of the ball you got to play defense too yeah. and, and he'll bring in eight new starters every year yeah. from the year before he, yeah like he let malcolm butler walk he let vince wolfork walk he's let so many players he he doesn't want to pay him. He'll bring in a bunch of system guys on defense. Like Kyle Van Noy leaves the Lions where he was doing yeah. nothing and gets 95, 100 tackles there. Teddy Bruschi leaves. He fills in the hole with Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel takes a head coaching job. He gets Kyle Van Noy. It doesn't matter. Belichick has uh, Belichick has a way of replacing those guys, whereas Phil Jackson never had to do that. Scotty exactly. and Jordan were there exactly. for every ring, and Kobe and Shaq were there for every ring. Scott Uliberry brings up a good point. Thanks for joining, Scotty. Uh, Steve Kerr was the common thread with Pop and Phil. <laughs> Yep. The, yeah. Hey, that's what it ties was. Ties them together. It's true. And yeah, look at him as a coach. No, I'm just playing. Yeah. I actually saw something today. He is the first. Oh shoot! What was it? 
I'm going to mess this up. It was something like he's the first to make it both, four times as both a player and a head coach. I want to say that's what it was. Or maybe it was, I think it's five. Five appearances both as a player and as a coach. Steve Kerr has the been finals. successful in everything that he has done. But, I mean, he walked into a stacked deck. Player, player, he was, player he was good role player, obviously. Yeah. But he's been like I think he's been like a GM. He's been yeah. He like was a good GM, he, and he was all a great analyst. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not analyst, knocking yeah, Steve analyst, Kerr. Was, I'm not knocking was, Steve Kerr. Apparently, but I think, he was pretty good at everything. I just heard this the other day that yeah, like but Mark, everything. I I don't know. This is off topic from what we were talking about. But I think Mark Jackson was doing a really good job with the Warriors, and Steve Kerr stepped in and just took it up a notch. I mean, yeah. you had Stephen Clay and Draymond, and they were yeah. getting those three were all when Steve Kerr got there. He up, has received gifts. They were about to reach yeah. their prime, yeah. and and Steve Kerr said, "Hey, y'all shoot like crazy, and we'll we'll ride it out." We'll play good defense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back back to Phil Jackson. I just I think he is a lot of uh, great, very talented athletes yep. around him. Um, I, I'm not knocking him. I think he's probably the, he's the most successful NBA coach of all time. He, you might not think he's the best. He's the most successful um, when it comes to championships. So I was just curious what your thoughts were. I am. Uh, I, I definitely think he's right up. He's right up yeah. there at the top. Uh, best sure. ever. It's hard to say, of course. You it's know, so difficult. That's, Goat that's, debates get so probably, heated. Yeah, too. that's probably one of the arguments we will never get into on, especially on Spitfire, because it's so old. We don't want to know you who the best it. is, and it's yeah. so it's so hard to right. do. Uh, here's a, here's a fun one for you, G. Alrighty. You'll like this. Uh, so we get into a little fictional action here. Okay. Clubber Lang versus Ivan Drago in the Rocky movies. So Clubber Lane, obviously Mr. T from Rocky Three. Yeah. For those of you living under a rock, the last well, Garrett might have not been born. Obviously, wasn't born. They were all made before I was born. But I've yeah. seen all the Rocky okay. movies. Okay, so Great I'm not series, sure if you know way. exactly. You you remember obviously? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I watched them like in my teens. Like I watched them fairly not fairly recently. Okay, I was a teenager. Okay, like six years okay. ago. So man. yeah, Clubber Lane was Mr. T. <laughs> Yeah, Ivan Drago, the big Russian and stuff yep. like that. Yep. Who do you got in 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 that fight? That's easy. It's Drago. For oh, sure. okay, okay, for sure. Drago almost beat Rocky. If Rocky Clubber did beat Rocky, yeah, but that that's different. I know Mick was that's was different. not there. Rocky and stuff wasn't like that, at his but... peak when when he fought him. You know, Rocky was like, you know what I think? I think the only reason that Rocky beat Drago was because Drago killed his friend. Because <laughs> that's a good point. He was motivated. What motivation did he have to beat up Mr. Uh, what, what's his name? I, I never remember the character. Mr. T. Name. Oh, Mr. Clubber T. Lang. I'm going to call him Mr. T for, for that's making cool. it simple. That's cool. I think that Mr. T met Rocky when Rocky was on top of the world and, and caught him slipping a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Whereas yeah. when Drago fought Rocky, Rocky hadn't fought in months. Was just, The only reason that Rocky was fighting was to avenge Creed's death, right? Yeah. And he was just so motivated. Drago won. If, if that fight does, if Rocky doesn't knock Drago out and that fight goes to the judges, Drago wins the fight. Drago won the first eight rounds yes. and then Rocky just started punching back finally. Yeah. Drago was beating him. I think Drago. kind of like, like, not huge into boxing and stuff. I know you watch a lot of yeah. MMA, yeah. G, but uh, not huge into boxing, but it seems like he, uh, Rocky had the exact same. Just outlast them, and yeah. then basically his kind work the ethic. Mayweather. His his work ethic was the last round or whatever. Yeah. He went he went pretty tough against Clubber Lang. Let mm -hmm. us know, folks, who would win, Clubber Lang Speaking or of, this Ivan is a, Drago. I don't, I don't want this to be my next topic, but did you see the Deontay Wilder? Oh out? yeah, that was insane. After, did you hear what he said before the fight? No. He sounded like Drago. When, remember when Drago knocked what out he Creed? Say, I must he, break you or what? No, when Drago knocked out Creed, they asked him. He said, "If he dies, he dies." Oh. And his, <laughs> he said Wilder. That? Deontay Wilder said. Uh, some, Brazil, the guy he was fighting, had talked junk about like Wilder's mom and wife, which like you don't, you know, those are like you don't touch those topics. He said in an interview before the fight, he said, "If you ask any doctor, the human brain ain't mean to be hit." And right now we got beef. If it's not, if it's, he said, "If it's his time to go, it's his time to go." I was like, "Holy shit!" Knocked him out in the first round. I like it. One like punch it. knockout. Anyway, I like boxing it. is such a weird sport, man. 
Here's yeah. The, you're in a square with another human being and just beating the crap kill, out literally of each trying other. To kill just each beating other. the crap yeah. out of each other. So strange, man. Yeah, I got to take I'll take Ivan Drago as well uh just cuz I thought Clubber Lang was a punk. Fair enough. Anyway, Fair enough. I didn't like his his attitude and Yeah. Drago from from Mother Russia. Yeah. So. <laughs> All juiced up, juiced to the gills, yeah. man. Oh, that yeah. guy was Yeah, crazy. let's not forget steroids. Steroids where's, were involved. Oh, where's where's Jeff on that <laughs> one? Just, um I think uh, my. Oh, next... we do have to say sorry. Hold up? up, real quick. We got Go some. We got some comments. Got some uh, first of all, Raymond Pierce and Landon Snyder will not be bringing up any more hockey. This. Oh, well, maybe G has some well, on his. My next topic could include hockey. Okay. All right. So stay tuned, guys. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Scott Uber says Drago was a real life kickboxer okay. and hit Sly so hard during the, it. Took, it took that he put him in intensive care for a while. That's Is this true. a true story? Yeah. Well, wow. Are we trusting Scotty that he's not full of shit? I don't know. Scotty, you can even source him. that we'll one. Him. Um, I think Allison Hubble says, I think the real question is who had the best haircuts. You got to go. Mr. T. You got to go. Or, uh, yeah. yeah. You got to go with iconic. Clubber Lang. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. What do you got, G? Yeah. Uh, I was I was watching. Uh, Thanks for joining in, folks. Appreciate yeah, I was watching it. Around the Horn today, and they were talking about some of the greatest sports pictures of all time. And I was wondering what your thoughts are. What is the greatest sports photo to you? Oh, this is a great question. Great question. Um, you know, Scott said I'll source it. I'm not your producer, though. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. We, hey, we've been saying that. for weeks that we need a temp. We need, a, That's right. we need unpaid help. That's right. Let's see. Uh, favorite sports picture. I'll tell you what. I wasn't a fan of uh of jordan really when he was playing but i love the picture of him when he's like in midair floating with the of, game winner of the free the, throw yeah. dunk of the free throw line dunk oh i thought you were gonna say of the no game not with where the, he's like yeah, drifting yeah. to the left on the jumper okay no no uh yeah from the free throw line hmm. i really enjoy that one what's what's yours this is why That's... i said it could involve hockey is that picture of bobby Orr like parallel to the ground with his hands up because he scored that goal in the in the cup against the blues for the bruins that one's pretty iconic to me um Another one to me, I don't know why I will always remember this. I think it was just because I was at like a fairly impressionable age and I loved Drew Brees. The picture of him holding his baby and his baby's got the big-ass headphones oh, on yeah. after they yeah. won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't, I've always cool. loved that picture. There's so many, man. I, I, so when I was watching Around the Horn today, they were arguing about it, and, and I started looking up some of them, and I was like, well, you forget about pictures because yeah. we live in such a video-driven yep. world. You want highlights, you want replays, this and that. But like photography is such a different thing. There's like a there's a picture of Tyron Prothrow when he broke his leg for Alabama where his leg is like at a 90-degree angle Ooh, and it's yeah. in the middle of his shin that I had forgotten I saw. There's the pictures uh, when oh, – I hate to bring it up – when App State beat Michigan at the big house – of them carrying their coach off. Like there's, there's so many iconic photos that you forget about because we live in such a video world. That, That's not cool. G that's not I'm cool. Sorry. Apologize for all those Michigan fans. I'm, all I'm, of us. I, Michigan no, I, fans. I said, I hate to bring it up. There's also like the one of tiger doing the fist bump. After I was, was going to bring that one up at the masters. I was also going to bring up, you brought up the injuries, the Joe Theismann, what the, the moment that I uh, haven't seen that one. I uh, what about, Taylor what about the like Louisville this? guy, the Louisville oh, guy Ware. with coach K oh. Kevin Ware with coach K in the background, just staring at him. That was pretty, that was pretty, well, that injury was nasty. Yeah, it was. Is that the worst sports injury you've ever seen? Theismann and, and Kevin Ware? Those are the worst I've seen. Kevin Ware, for sure. I don't know. Gordon Hayward's ankle. Ooh. Game one of the year, and it just was roll. Oh, that was bad, too. Good one by Allison. Muhammad Ali over Sonny Liston. Of course. Oh, How did we yeah. forget that one? Black and white. Yeah, good yeah, call. Just, good uh, just right over him. That's a good one. That's, that's a, a good, good picture. One. Scotty sent us a link. I be, I'm going to believe him. If he sent a link, he's got to be yeah, on the yep. truth. Everyone can take a look at that. Good yeah, job, everybody. Scotty. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for that, buddy. We like the source. Yep, exactly. So uh, let's see. <laughs> Excuse me again. Thanks for 
joining us on the A to G show on this beautiful Wednesday evening. Again, for those of you uh, watching, make sure you comment, make sure you share this uh, so we can get more people involved and stuff like that. Just share it on Facebook and stuff. We really appreciate it. I'm Adam Amble along with Garrett Collier G. And, uh, oh, uh, Landon brought up a good one, photo of Barry Pearson with his punt return against the Buckeyes in 69. Yeah, there's some there's some good ones out there. Yeah, I'll I'm tell you what. Honest, I don't know what that is. You, you have to look that one up. It's pretty. What about, pretty, what about Dwight Clark, the catch? There's yeah. that one from the back of the end zone of him. How about how about Charles Woodson with the uh, interception in the end zone against Washington State? Oh, I was going to say the one-handed one on the sideline against Michigan, Michigan State. State. Well, that's just a great play. Yeah. You know, that's that's fantastic. What about what about the one of Rodman where he's laid out for the rebound? You know what I'm talking about? Where he's like parallel oh, yeah. to the ground yeah. with the ball in his hands? That's yeah. a crazy one. There's so many, dude. They're, those are great. Good, There's great so question. Many. Great question. I think the Muhammad Ali one might win. I don't know who said that, but uh, props That was Allison, him. yeah. Allison. That's a good I mean, call. That was probably one of the more famous ones, of course. Yeah, that's a really good call. <laughs> your, your dad says Chris Weber calling the timeout. Okay. okay I'm done with next, that topic. And Moving on. on. The next subject. All Moving right, so, on. Uh, as we all know, most uh, <laughs> a lot of the major sports have a salary cap. G. I got to know, are you go. into a hard cap, soft cap, or a no cap for salary caps? Oh, man. Are we talking... Uh, here, here's where it gets gray. Well, we, we got we got hard cap, obviously, in the NFL. No, 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 I'm soft saying soft cap in baseball. I'm saying, are we looking out for the athlete, or are we looking out for the good of that league? Well, we got to be looking out for the good of the league. Do you think it's good for the sport? How about that? No, I don't think it prevent it promotes parity in any way. Look at the Houston Astros. Exhibit A is the Houston uh, Moneyball, the Oakland Athletics. Uh, there's there's so many low budget baseball teams that can compete with the big budget teams that I I genuinely think if you did like a you'd have some, need some like Harvard or MIT grad to do yeah. some big study into it. Not, not us. I'm sorry not, guys, but I'm not even sure that a salary cap prov- promotes uh, parity. I really don't believe that it does because you can take the sports that have salary caps. For example, let's say the NFL. Look at the Cleveland Browns. Look at the Detroit Lions. Look at these teams. Look at the New York Jets that haven't won a, a ring in so long. Haven't even had a, sh- a, a sniff of a ring in so yep. long. I don't think it really helps. I think um, it's a great idea, you know, in theory to say, well, we're going to make the game fair because Team A can spend the same as Team 32. That's all they were trying to do is create parity. That's and I, all and they I, were trying to do. And I completely yeah. – I think that pro sports should should try to promote parity. I completely think I, they do. Yeah. I just don't think that salary cap is necessarily the way to do it. I think if you look at the NBA, you've got your Lakers and your Celtics that were great for so long, and I look at the Warriors now. They have four – Five, if the Marcus Cousins counts, all stars on that team within the hard cap. Uh, that's well, more. That's more the NBA a soft, is a soft cap. cap. Yeah, it's a soft cap. But there's still like the whole now these veterans that are like maybe coming off an injury or really want to get a ring will sign a small one year deal. Look at Boogie Cousins. Look at even Kevin Durant took a pay cut to go to Golden State from Oklahoma City. Look at Clay Thompson. He's not oh. on a max. There's there's ways around it. I'm from a standpoint of you got all three of these leagues with all different type of salary mm-hmm. caps, right? And yeah. all three of them technical well besides maybe baseball which doesn't have a cap at all right um like the hard cap to try to create parity guess what in the nfl doesn't, doesn't work. work you the got patriots the patriots are great every year the patriots yep you got the patriots right. look at the, the soft cap in basketball doesn't work you got the warriors and we're talking right. currently of course well we still thing, have all these dynasties it, so but, but i'm saying it goes both ways you're gonna have your elite teams that are elite because they have good gms good coaches good Absolutely. presidents it all depends on how and, they ran and, yep. and they and then you're gonna have the seller dwellers because they have shitty coaching gms and presidents and, and that's gonna go on whether you have a salary cap or not like billy bean in the oakland athletics yeah yeah had what they have like one tenth to spend as what the yankees did that year that they beat well, remember he was like like, here's like Boston and New York. Here's, here's, here's all the bottom feet of crap. And then a hundred feet of crap here's us. is us. Yeah. yeah. Right. But we talked about that last week. That's we were Moneyball. watching it before that, before the episode. We're big fans week. of Moneyball folks. If you haven't seen it, right. uh, go, go take a look at it. Best it's a good baseball time. movie of all time. Moneyball. 
the best baseball. Nah, I really liked Field of Dreams and stuff. No, like that. no, Moneyball's way better. It's based on a true story, bro. I'm Jeff Jeff Collier that. brings hard cap, brings more fans to the seats. Look at the empty mm. baseball and basketball seats. Does that have to do with the hard cap, or does it have to do with the less games at home? In a I would year? say less games and exciting. Let's face it. You've only Jeff, got eight. You would obviously agree with this, uh, Garrett. Football is America's sport. Uh, yeah. regardless of college, regardless of As much of as NBA. I would personally rather watch basketball, football dominates in the United States. It, it does. The, not does. even football. The Even the NFL is just on yeah. another level. Yeah. You can hate Roger Goodell. You can hate the Patriots. You can hate this and that. You can hate the players kneeling. The NFL's king. It doesn't, and you're absolutely right. The games, matter, the amount man. of games and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I think that has a lot. So, like, look at baseball. If you look at the, the St. Louis Cardinals, they sell out every game. The Dodgers sell out almost every game. The Cubs sell out every game. Red it's, Sox. It's the Tigers that suck. And there's 60, what, what do they play, 162 games? So there's yeah. 81 home games every year. Of course, and if you make the playoffs seats. and you got like right. three more seven-game series. Even like, like take the, the Charlotte Hornets, for example. They're playing 41 home games. They might win seven of them. Nobody's going to that. You know, it's, I, th- I think that has more to do with um, how, how bad those teams are and how, how saturated that is. There's too many home games. Too yes. many Wednesday night games nobody wants to go to. Yes, Elson, hockey does have a hard cap. Actually, it's really Why severe. Why do we want to talk about hockey today? We don't, don't know, know anything about hockey. I don't know. Well, <laughs> maybe we should. Uh, We're going to start watching. Wayne Gretzky, uh, Steve, I- Steve Eisman back in Detroit, boys. Yeah, how Let's about go. that? Woo! <laughs> Woo! All right, I G, what that, you- we- that was like the biggest Detroit hockey news in a decade, and we didn't say a word about I know. it. Sorry, sorry, Red Wings fans. And don't get me wrong. I'm a Red Wings fan. But- I'd go to a game if they didn't suck. Ooh. But they're terrible. Sorry, I, think, uh, I think our boy, uh, our boy, was a Tampa Bay fan. My boy Ray Pierce is a Tampa oh. Bay fan. I know. I know Lando's a big. Unless Red you're from Wings Tampa fan, Bay, you have no reason to be. He, he lives there. You know so. what? Oh, okay, fair enough. It's like those Ohio State fans in Michigan. I'm like, why? They're Get like, oh, well, I'm from Get Ann Arbor. I'm like, die in a hole. All right, G. What do you got next, buddy? Uh, I wasn't prepared. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> what is? We always talk about records and records being broken. What are a couple of records that you think will never be touched? Obviously, Wilt's a hundred point oh, I actually, game. I, I had this one. Um, oh, did you? I, well, no, I had it. Actually, I had it last week. But uh, a couple records that will Wilt's hundred point game immediately comes um, to mind. Who, um, geez, one person has been within name. thirty like, points of it. Uh, the most wins by a pitcher over his Cy career. Young, yeah, yeah, Cy Young. Jeez, oh, Pete, sorry, brain fart. Folks. Well, and like complete games as well, just because of the, the change. That's we talked about this last week. Yes. That baseball is is mostly the same. As it was 100, that's the one difference is, is pitchers don't pitch every day and they don't pitch nearly you as many You think someone innings. will bat over 400 ever again in the season? Yeah, I do. I do. Even I mean, with as good as pitching is now? Yeah, and- I do. I think that um, – I think pitching is top-heavy. Does that make sense? That I think there's the, – the top tier of pitching is better than it's ever been, but I think tiers two, three, and four are kind of crappy. Um, so, I, yeah, I think a guy like Trout could. I think – I think – um, power hitting has gone down, but I think contact hitting is where it's always yeah. been. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Cy Young thing would probably be the one most. In baseball? Just because you're right, people don't, pitchers don't pitch complete games. They're not pitching 30 games a season anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just not pitching the amount of games. And the, let's face it, they're, 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 uh, oh, these these are some great ones coming in. Uh, which Jeff Collier says home runs. Jeff, is that career or regardless? Season? Get, neither will yeah. get touched ever. Zach Hagley, great right. one. Kel Ripken Jr. Uh, Kel Ripken Jr. Jake, games consecutive in a row. games. That's a that's great one. Never. Zach, no one will get half. Great of one. That. Eggs. <clears throat> yeah, and Collier totally to bring right. up steroids again. Scott Uliberry, all of Gretzky's res- records. Yeah, that's hockey again. Hockey's, hockey's so different though. Hockey is a different game than it was. And Gretzky played way more on the ice than than Crosby and Ovechkin ever yeah. will. Yeah. Um, I think Ovechkin's a better hockey player than Gretzky. I'm going to piss all the hockey people off right now. Call me a millennial. I don't care. Well, at least he didn't say Sid the Kid, Crosby, or whatever. I'm not allowed to Cry say that on the show. Yeah, they don't call me kid for nothing. Forget Sidney Crosby. I'm not a fan. 
Not a fan. Miss me with that. All right, right on. What's your next topic, brother? Uh, let's see. We got should colleges suffer for their athletes' mistakes? Mm, give me an example. I well, let's see. Like you know, um, a lot of schools uh, will get banned from bowl games, the NCAA tournament for mm-hmm. uh, for their players taking money and not necessarily uh, you know school because the school they got boosters, but they also have alumni. Paying these kids you know, and stuff. I think this and... is a lot simpler than we make it out to be. If one kid on your team makes a mistake, punish the kid. If it's uh, if it's a program issue, absolutely, the, co- the school should be held responsible. I think if you look at the the U teams where there was 15 guys in trouble, the North Carolina teams where half the football team was having people take tests for them. If you look at SMU when they got in trouble, it, it it's pretty clear cut. If if it's one player, is it clear cut though? Is that the university's? Is it yes. the university's job to police the kids? Or Absolutely. Is it the athletic department, or is it the both? It's both. Oh, and you, if... you got to say both. Yes, of course. But at the same time, I mean, I think it's more the athletic department, and a lot of these kids, the, the, no one knows. No so one knows this, this is occurring. To, to compare athletes to non-athletes for a second, let's say a fraternity has a problem where two thirds of the guys in this fraternity, for instance, are are in trouble for something. Uh, Lord knows right. what anymore. Does the, is the university responsible for that fraternity? Uh, yes, absolutely. The university, the university, just like is, they're responsible for a football team and a basketball the, team. The university is actually for, first and foremost the actual judge and jury when it comes to that. When it comes to a fraternity, right? Just like they should be policing and judging and jurying right, their college but, football but program, at, but at they're the not. At the same time, let's say you see what they, I'm saying? let's say they kick that fraternity off campus. That university doesn't suffer at all for it. Years down the road. Right. So if they kick all, are they going to, that's what I'm saying is. What about like Reggie Bush taking all that money and then USC taking money from non-USC affiliated He wasn't the only one who got in trouble. Pete Carroll was in trouble for that too. Uh, Mike Williams had caused problems. The university had no idea that was occurring though. So they say, of course. Right. Just like they probably had no idea that those frat kids were doing A, B, and C, and D. But they do, though. In the, in the case of a frat, they do because that's brought but up what I'm before saying the, is, the, the board and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is a football program gets swept under the rug. The problems do a lot of times. Like, you're telling me that they had, like, I, I don't know. Uh, who was last to get in trouble for taking money? The Arizona coach, Sean Miller, the basketball coach. You're telling me that the AD didn't know about that, that it didn't go up above Sean Miller, that he just he kept his mouth shut and all in of certain, his... In certain situations, absolutely. I think the school is 100%. Involved and I no not innocent one hundred percent involved and therefore they should be punished. They know they're doing that. Of course, it's still a college university. We're in agreement on this, but I'm just I'm bringing up devil's advocate. No, you're good. You're good. I just think it's the I think I think that sports are a business at this point. College sports, yes. Oh yes. And I think they should be treated as such. I think if uh, we'll we'll rock that as a topic. If you've got ten brokers at whatever business firm you want to talk and about their firm is held accountable for exactly it. just fo- like if a football team is it. corrupt if if everybody's t- if, if a bunch of ohio state players are doing shit they shouldn't selling their tat for tattoos selling their jerseys for tattoos who would do such a thing sell tat no oh, never mind not Terrell prior um no then absolutely the university is, is is responsible and and i also don't think that the ncaa tries to punish the university they try to punish that sports program for instance scholarships cut from that sport bowl games Banners taken down, do? etc. Cost that school money. 
Exactly. It's right. still a business for that right. school. So they are, they are suffering for it. Oh, they're and, suffering for it. But I think, and I, and I, and I think they, and I think, they honestly, should. I think they should. Yeah, I think too. they should. But again, you can, you can see the argument. Yeah, on absolutely. Where, where it comes I mean, from and stuff. So, right. Because you can, in theory, you can, you can police it and you can punish every individual person. But at some point that university has to be held responsible for a, it's, it's employees, right? The coaches and the administrators and B it's students. Because at the end of the day, they're student athletes. They do still represent that university. Yeah. That's how I see it. What That's do you got? What though. do you got next, buddy? Um, we got we got time for one more topic. One more. Probably. Let's see. Okay, so for 10, 15 years during the BCS, all we complained about was wanting a college football playoff. It's all we wanted, <laughs> and now the college football playoff is here. And every year, whoever has been fifth, sometimes even sixth and seventh, has had a major gripe with the playoff. So this is a two-part question. Part one is: Has the playoff solved anything, or was the BCS in the playoff? Is it like the lesser of two evils? I think the playoff has solved the fact of the matter is we have what you feel, what I would feel, what hopefully most people feel as the two best teams in the country playing for the national championship. That was my beef with the BCS because it was all computerized and stuff. Of course, the polls were involved in that calculation and stuff like that. However, you know, in the playoffs, you have that chance, you know, typically you can narrow it down to about the top six teams right in the country that are, that are probably that even have a chance in recent years. We know it's either Clemson or Alabama. Those are easily (laughs) by far the top two, the top two teams in the country. And guess what? They show it. They play for the national championship. I think that's exactly what the playoffs wanted to do. You want the best team winning that national national championship game. That's what you want. That's what you want. Uh, Even though the, even though last year's national championship game was a, snoozer for oh man it's a blowout but, but it surprised everyone no it was one, one of the biggest that. letdowns one of the biggest letdowns right. in, in the year yeah. so no, I, I i agree with you that i think it's better than the bcs but part two is do you think that an 18 playoff would be better or worse for college football <sighs> not it's, talking obviously business wise it yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah. you got you're, four you're talk, extra games are you whatever. talking for like uh to make it more exciting i'm, and I'm stuff saying and, do you do you ever see a five through an eight team making it even even making it to the final? That's exactly what I was going to say, G. Basically, like I just said, you pretty much know the top six best teams in the country. So do you give? And you also know that five and six are not going to beat one and two in a in a playoff. Of course, you're going. I'm talking eight times out of ten. Yeah, you know, one and right. two are going to win those so games. So. I guess I guess the argument. I'm not. I don't. I don't know if I care. I like both formats. I I would love an eight team because there's about more games. You know, but yeah, that's true. I think the that's argument true. for it is. It allows every year you have an at-large from a, a, a non-power five conference, so your UCF debate gets settled every year. Yep. They don't oh, have God. to. They don't have to print their have own national more championship about UCF shirt. Right. Um, Fine. Stick UCF up against Alabama because that's what and would also, happen. And also, but also teams don't get punished for a late season loss as often. Take I not tr- in no effort to be a homer. Take Michigan the year we lost to Ohio State. We would we were a playoff team going into that. And it also gives a little bit of wiggle room for an off game. That loss to Iowa when Wilton Spate got hurt doesn't hurt Michigan as bad if eight teams are getting in the playoff. So do you think that and, – and, and what you said I agree with. Your five and six teams aren't usually going to beat one and two. But could six beat three or five beat four to get to a semifinal? Absolutely, that could happen. And I guess – So because of that, I think an eight-team playoff, would it be better? I don't know. But would it, would it allow for more storylines to develop – and for four kind more, kind of just really, like the NCAA tournament, right? This, this, but, but it would just be four more really good college football games every year. You know what I mean? Those playoff games think, are always great. But but like like I went back to and uh, Ray has uh, the only thing that would provide is a possible Cinderella yep. story. UCF, but for it, instance. but it, 
possible. And we're talking less likely than basketball. Basketball is, is more parody. Like I yep. said, it wouldn't be exciting because Alabama or Clemson would destroy Central Florida. That's not a good game. I'm not going to turn it on. Think about it because you got mm. one versus eight, right? So you have one versus eight. And again, I'm talking, of course, nine out of 10 times that's going to happen. You know, we're yeah, not talking every right. time we're, we're talking. It's just tough. And it's just, it, it, it's hard to say that it would make it better. I agree. It'd be more playoff games, but those games aren't going to be, I mean, you don't watch the bowl games, even when there's more parody. In, yeah, they in don't matter. Games. That's the difference. There are four games that matter it, because it's not going to matter though, because you already know, like it, it's, it's you rare know. to watch. We watch the turn the NCAA basketball tournament simply because we have a chance of at least a 15 beating a two. Yep. 16 versus a one. That's rare. It's only happened. What one time. Right. right? But we still and, watch them. Well, of course. So why wouldn't you watch? No, the we watched the them all this year. <laughs> that that the, the we all watched UMBC play Virginia because it was he, I had them all on, so that was no. no, no I'm saying on. last year that was, when you, when, I'm saying when UMBC not, beat Virginia, we all watched that game. Whatever bar you no, were no, at, no, no matter how we, drunk we, you were, you turned it on for the second in, half. We tuned in in the second. Right. Half. So you're telling me if UCF hangs for the first half with Alabama and it's 13 to 10 at the break, we're not going to turn that game on? People would turn it on, but they're not going to look forward to that game. Man, I, it's, I it's not exciting. I it's think I think exciting. I think your your three six and your four five matchups would be great games every year. I don't know. It says I think there'd be more top tier players. Scotty said I think there'd be more top tier players that would pass in the bowl games to avoid injury. That's happening anyway. I think that's inevitable at this point. We talked about that a lot on this podcast, like Rashawn Gary, uh, Karan Higdon, for instance, from Michigan sitting out. I think the guy sitting out the, the bowl games is inevitable. Yeah. Um. So why not make all BCS games a playoff game? If you win your BCS game, uh, you're into the Final Four. That'd be interesting. I mean, I mean, it's a it's a great debate question, right? Yeah. Your your dad actually says, if uh, the problem is. If the number eight team wins it all, does that make it better? No, it just means you force the top two or four teams to play their best an extra game. That's true. That's true. But if you play, I mean, it's so tough. I think I just think it's an interesting debate because for the longest time we we didn't want two teams, we wanted four, right? And now you hear a lot of people, a lot of um, I think Joel Klatt is the one big analyst who's really pushing for an eight team playoff. A lot of schools are, you know, a lot right. of a lot, a lot of, of those schools are, that keep finishing five through yeah. eight really want an eighteen. Play. Michigan is one of those as teams. a fan, but again, okay, so that year, which year? The year with Wilton Spate when we lost yeah, Ohio State yeah, in overtime. Spate, yeah, when we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't want to talk about it. Sorry Just to bring that up. Keep but, rolling. But you know, we got we got rolled, or we didn't get rolled, but we got beat by Florida State that year in the bowl game. And let's face yeah, it, but Jake Butt was. At, then it comes back to point, players not yeah, playing. Jake Butt got like injured, that. and Jabril Peppers didn't even play. Right. But my, I guess, kind of my 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 point of that would be, we wouldn't have fared well against Alabama. Yeah. Again, I guess it just shows Fair that enough. we were not good. A playoff you know, team. Of course, I wanted to be in the playoffs. Of yeah, course, you know right, this. Right. But of course, we would have got our butts kicked because we just weren't as good a team as we we thought we were. You're right. You're right. No, you know, I, even. I, I don't know. I think it would be interesting to switch. Even this last year, we got years. rolled by Ohio State. We would have beat Ohio State. We would have been fifth, maybe even fourth, if, if chips fell where they Yeah, where they possibly may. if we won the Big Ten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it would have been fourth, and we would have got rolled. We got rolled by Florida, for you crying out loud. You to play Clemson last year? Oh, my goodness. Trevor just Lawrence, stop. My, my man crush would have shredded us. Oh, Jesus. Shredded All right, us. well, thanks, thanks for joining us, guys, on A to G. We're going to rock. Uh, we're going to get right into call the three. For sure. Uh, again, thanks for joining us. Uh, our 15th episode folks and it's been a blast rolling, so far man. so uh this is one of our uh, new seg or our uh one of our older segments of call the three 
Uh, G, go ahead and uh, go first this week, buddy. What do you got over I'm there? I'm up first. All righty. Uh, number one, uh, best. So we talked about this. Uh, former players, both Jim Harbaugh and uh, Juwan Howard now are, are, are our, excuse me, uh, head coaches at Michigan. Who do you think of all time, of all the players who have coached for their alma mater, well, let's exclude Michigan people because we're biased. We're going to, you know, whatever. Who is the best all time at becoming the head coach of their alma mater and, and finding success? In your opinion, gosh, I'm, the problem is I'm just trying to think through all the sports that it actually happened. How often has it yeah. happened? Um, a lot in college football. I feel like you've got like just in the Big Ten right now. You've got Harbaugh, Christ, and Fitzgerald, and uh, Scott no, Frost. No, well, you've got four of the sixty. Wow, I mean, four of I the forgot Frost. Right we'll give Frost a shot. We'll get no. We'll give him a D minus. So far, uh, okay. he hasn't done anything. Well, I mean, they ended up playing really well at the end of the year last yeah, year. I don't but care. Yeah, they, they didn't they make they a suck. bowl game. Yeah, I can't. I can't stand Nebraska. So. I. You know who I think gets underappreciated? This is Pat Fitzgerald. He took a Northwestern team. He, he, they went to a Rose Bowl when he was a player, and they're a perennial bowl team. When when he got there, they were not. There's got to there's got to be some think, more people out there. Paul Christ has done a great job at Wisconsin. Because I mean, um, we're talking just Big Ten, it's good got, to narrow got, it down. Like but. Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State has done a really good job. You've got David Shaw at Stanford. Took him to a Rose Bowl. <sighs> they still just don't pop out. Mark Richt at Miami now. You've got uh, I had a list. Hold on, Kirby Smart at Florida. Or I'm sorry, at Georgia. He's back at Georgia now. They've had a couple of really good years under him with Fromm all the way to the national championship. We'll give we'll give we'll give it. I'll give it to him. Him right now because in five years he might be a great hire for them. They've yeah, been to the play- and, and he's already within been the good. playoff last year. Or did they just miss because they lost the SEC championship? I don't remember. I'm yeah, dumb. they. I don't believe they were. But the, but the playoff in his first year with Fromm, they, they're they're one play away from winning the national championship. Two gets sacked, and yeah. you're like, oh, Georgia yeah. wins, and then Alabama. Got I gift, I but. I would I would say I would take. I would enough. take him. Fair enough. Um, would you agree with that? Or yeah, I think he's definitely one of my. I, th- I like Pat. I'm a big Pat Fitzgerald guy. I, I, well, and he's done really well for an underachieving. You know, the Western's a tough place. For a university to coach. that yeah. has not won a conference title during his tenure, he has improved them drastically since he got there. That's the only reason I would throw his name in there. Um, number two, this is arguably, depending on who you are, the most boring time of year for sports because Ugh. if you're not an NBA guy, there's not much to watch. The Tigers yep. suck. Baseball's boring to watch on TV anyway. What is your go-to entertainment to get you through until football stuff starts uh, to pick I really back enjoy, up? and uh, it's a shame Michigan softball lost on Monday after the rain out on Sunday. They couldn't yep. score any runs. But uh, college college baseball and so- college softball, really. I was say, I can't watch College softball. Fair enough. And really, it's just kind of a regeneration uh, period in terms of sports for me anyway. Uh, I will watch the Women's World Cup because I just think that I was going to uh, say it, it's for very... me it's it's every summer there's like some sort like whether it's the Summer Olympics a Men's World Cup or a Women's World Cup there's really rarely a summer with nothing going on. That's true. I just yeah. try to I'll, I'll I'll dive into whatever it is if it's the Summer Olympics I'm like I'm watching the I love the Summer Olympics. I'm watching right. the cur- no, that's Winter Olympics dummy. I'm watching men's. <laughs> Volleyball. I'll watch anything if it's if it's a summer. To Olympics. be honest, I like uh, I like both the both the winter and summer. Yeah, Olympics, no, so, so do I. That's what I'm if it, if it's if it's the women's World Cup, I'm gonna follow Team but USA. But yeah, you're, you you're spot on. Diving into something that actually is on is for sure. is, is for pretty sure. much. It. Just, if I if I had to pick a sport, I love like the college World Series for both men's and women's. Yeah. I like softball and baseball. Uh, I missed the old Rosenblatt Stadium in Omaha. Yeah, uh, you know they yeah, had to the old corporate World and, Series. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. Right. <laughs> Remember, what about the Little League? Bomb. Just used to bomb. Oh, Little, Little League, League World, World Series? Series. That's coming up. There you go. Yeah. That's always yeah. exciting. I'll watch that from like the qualifying. Oh, God. Yeah. All those kids those kids are awesome. Yeah. So. That's the most exciting kind of baseball there is to watch. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Come at that's, me with that's your a good MLB question. arguments. Um, 
Last one, uh, <laughs> Drake, the rapper, has become a bit of a nuisance yeah, at, saw these, that last um, at these NBA games, at these playoff games. Yesterday, he touched the head coach. He gave him like a little... Yeah, a little, little back massage or neck massage there, yeah. But, like, if I if I paid – I don't know how much Drake I'm – sure they probably don't make Drake pay. I don't know how much the other people in the front row are paying. If I'm willing to pay that, I'm not allowed to go up to the coach and, you know, give him the old the old shoulder rub. What is your thoughts on on Drake? Is is he actually a problem? Is, and is he a bigger problem for the Raptors or for the NBA? Is he setting a precedent that these celebrities can kind of act how they want exactly. at these games? That's the problem. And, the, and, and, of course, people are making a joke about it. It's not yeah. a serious thing. That's the problem. Is but they're it, making it a joke be. about exactly, exactly. It should be. There's an out-of-bounds line That's for a reason. Exactly. You, as my, a fan, you should never. My cross attitude. It. Yeah, and, and we we talked about this before about fans, how close they are to, yeah. to, in to the NBA, basketball in players the NBA and stuff like that. Yeah. Let's not. We're we're making a mockery out of this. And you're right. Other celebrities are going to think that this is okay to do. Exactly. And what happens when it's a negative thing? Well, and who I compare you know, what to, happens? I compare him to Spike Lee. Spike Lee, obviously, longtime Knicks fan, even well before I was. He just talks a lot of smack. He talks right? junk, but he has never crossed the exactly. sideline. He's never touched exactly. the player. He's never had an altercation. Like, not that Drake has had an altercation, but Drake was directly in the face, clapping in the Bucks players' faces as they walked yeah. back. And we're going to get the argument that there are NBA players that can handle it. But at some point, there has to be a line drawn in the sand somewhere. And that's that's my point as well, G, is... Like fact, physical contact the, with coaches and players is not okay. the stuff is handling this and just portraying it as it's a joke. Well, saying, oh, oh, look it's at Drake. Drake. Yeah. It's Drake, it's Drake, so he can do it. So what? Well, if you I are, buy a front row ticket, I can't do it. You are setting a terrible precedent for it. Exactly. Right. You could pay just as much money as Drake. Exactly. And Garrett Collier's out there. Give it just... And it can be, it's playful. Right. No, right. You cannot right. do no, that. He, yeah. He hasn't touched you any Bucks touch, players or the Bucks coach. It, you cannot touch the participants of the, of the sport. Yeah, I agree. Of uh, the sport. Raymond said golf and tiger in the majors for the summertime. That's a great, I guess I, I always look forward to the masters is the one for me. Like that, the, that's kind of the spring though and stuff. But. Right. I mean like, like we got the British open and, and the U S open still. And like the Ryder cup in the summertime. Wait, is that in the summertime? I don't know when the Ryder cup is, but yeah, there are good golf tournaments, but like, it's just not something I love tiger. I'll watch as much golf as I can. Um, but it doesn't, I, I guess I'll, I'll tune into the majors. It doesn't give me the fix. Like, like college football does, man. And let's face it guys. If it wasn't for tiger, yeah, <laughs> did you guys a, see the ratings just plummet after last weekend's like thursday exactly. friday rounds and tiger well, yeah brooks is cut. up seven and tiger yeah. misses the cut no one's watching and Saturday brooks and is Sunday. just boring good lord is he boring he is. he's great oh. but he's, yeah, yeah he's a great player not arguing that probably more females watching because of how yoked he is he's just jacked he is well he brags about being in the gym all the time so yeah, all right that. g uh, great questions. Go ahead, man. Let's rock to you. There are many sports that people consider not real sports. Give me your main sport that you do not consider a oh, real sport. Oh, you're going to get me in so much trouble for this. Listen, if any of y'all watching share this. I, so when I was 17, I got into this big Twitter argument with a bunch of the cheerleaders at my high school because I... Oh, he's going to say cheerleading? I tweeted what? publicly that cheerleading is not a sport. Now, I have since retracted that statement and I have made an amendment. I think competitive cheer is difficult and requires some level of, of athleticism. Ooh. But sideline cheer is an effing joke, especially at the high school level. That is not a sport. You should not be allowed to earn a varsity jacket for it. It's not a sport. I also, this is going to get me in trouble with people who uh, are good at this sport. I think bowling is BS, man. <laughs> I think it's partially because I can't figure it out. <laughs> oh. Okay, but here's my rule. Here, no, I have a very, I have a very simple rule for what is a sport and what isn't. If you weigh over 250 pounds and you can be successful in every facet of that sport, that's why football is a sport, is because you can't, 
If you can be successful in every facet of it at over 250 pounds, it's not a sport. So I've seen some fat ass bowlers. Uh, that's true. So I think bowling is not athletically. A sport. Bowling a- is an activity. Athletically wise, I think I right. would I would agree. So then I would go into stu- uh, things. Like, okay, so I go with what I see on ESPN, right? Uh, my okay. my mine is poker. Why the Poker's heck is World? Why the heck is World Series of Poker? Poker is on a there? very fun game to watch if you yeah, like yeah, poker, yeah, yeah. but it's not a sport. I yep, they agree. call it a game, right? Of course, it's a game. Uh, the second would be like they they broadcast like chess tournaments sometimes. I'm like, okay, chess is nope, not a chess sport. Chess is a game, not yes, a sport. Yep, exactly. And then um, uh, I agree with like pool and stuff like that. Pool is pool. not a sport. Pool is a game, a game, a very competitive game, but not a sport. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I here's what I think people get confused. I think people get confused um, skill and athleticism. A lot of times. Does that make sense? I think people think that, oh, pool Correct. is difficult. People, for instance, if I said pool is not a sport and you were a, a pool player, you would say, well, you can't do it. You're right. Correct. It does require a very specific skill that I do not have. That doesn't make it a sport. Correct. M- math at a certain level requires <laughs> exactly. a skill that I don't I, have. It's not a sport. I won't call like playing spe- play the a musical spelling bees on ESPN. That's not right? a sport. Right. It's a right. contest. ESPN, I think, has just decided we're going to broadcast any contest that has yes, interest. That's exactly it. Just a because contest. it's a contest does not make it a sport. My dad said MMA and boxing are 250-pound people. What I said was you cannot be successful. That's at, true. Yep. No. You did say that. Because I was going to jump on them as well. I but. said you have to be successful in every facet of that at over 250. Pool, you can be good at every part of pool at 280 pounds. You cannot be good at every part of boxing over 250 pounds. You lack cardio and you lack speed. Therefore, boxing is a sport. Chrissy said three-hour practices every day, even weekends with people climbing on my shoulders, doing clips, et cetera, some level of athleticism. Hmph. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> if you, you knew went, you were going to get in trouble I know, for this I know, one, but so. I have I – have, Val, I promise I got in like a two-week debate on Twitter with the high school cheerleaders. About All right, well, we do have just a couple minutes, geez. So we You're gotta, good. I'll wrap it up. You got two more questions, too. So There are people that went to my high school that were on the cheerleading team that earned their varsity jacket for it that I could have done everything they did and that someone 250 pounds plus could have done everything they did. They could have been at every practice. And, Chrissy, you know, don't forget, he did say competitive cheer was. Competitive saying, cheer is. That's saying sideline, when, when telling people what to say When you're going, me, that's not a sport. Yeah. Not a sport. Go ahead. Fair enough. Uh, well, I like it. We could Scotty get into said, that. Cool. Congrats. You're good at geometry, <laughs> dude. No shit. Oh man. All right. Big, uh, big weekend of racing coming up. Uh, I know you're not huge into auto racing. Gee, is that but a sport? What? Yeah. I mean, no, you're, you're, it's a contest, man. No, racing is definitely a sport it's a contest. The, anyway. the, 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 I, I gotta say racing is a sport because the G force that you have to endure. And by the way, you can't be mm. 250 pounds in that. Well, you don't fit in the car. That's oh, no, they can make custom because T. Stu used to be 250 pounds, but he couldn't he couldn't withstand the heat, so he had to drop a bunch of weight and stuff like that. All right, maybe you're right. What about it's physically demanding? How about what, that? What about those cars that, that there's more airflow to them? Could he could he have done that at 250? No, I don't think so. Buddy. <laughs> so I'm just messing I don't think with you so, at this buddy. point, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. So, uh, what is your favorite auto racing event or or event? Uh easy Brickyard 400. Nice. I, I, I nice. just think it's. Kissing the bricks. Indy is a cool track. It's like almost a square. I, I don't. I don't so know. you like the NASCAR event or the Indy 500? No, I like I like the NASCAR. The I think, NASCAR. I think the reason I like the NASCAR event more is because when I was a kid, my dad watched NASCAR. That's how I met you. Was yeah. Yep. At MIS. First time me and G met was I was about uh, ten years old yeah. and your drunk ass was yeah. at MIS with two. I, I was not <laughs> drinking, folks. Come on. That's a lie. But mom, anyway. if you're watching. I'm sorry. Um, oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Mama <laughs> Amble. Um, 
No, but I, I've always, you know, watched a little bit of NASCAR with my dad. My dad was like a Jeff Gordon fan, and uh, I'd watch it a little bit on Sunday sometimes with him. And then um, I just think them kissing the bricks when they get done milk. All that That's time. a great call. I love. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Indy 500. I love the Daytona 500. I Indy's love. It's fun to watch the this way they... weekend. This the only reason I bring it up is because yeah, Memorial ahead. Day you got the Indy 500 and the Coke 600, so the longest NASCAR race of the and season. And this is we've talked about this. This is when educate me if I'm incorrect, but. They go a lot, not a lot. A few guys will do the Indy 500, both. Get in a helicopter and fly, fly, fly to, to Charlotte. Charlotte, and that's insane, man. That's that, crazy. 1,100 miles in a day. How about that? How about that for athleticism? That's endurance, man. You're right. <laughs> that You're is, right. You're right. That's a good call. What do they get? Like Subway and a bunch of water in the helicopter? Yeah, exactly. Down to Free Subway because they're a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, right. right, so. right. <laughs> All right, G. And the last one. So for you're sure. able to watch the final season of Game of Thrones. We'd be amiss if we didn't didn't discuss uh, it. G. What'd you think I'm, of the I'm last episode? Up, man. I, I'm not as disappointed as everyone else. Um, I thought it was good. I think that it leaves there's a there's like several spinoffs that can. Now happen. you have not watched every episode. No, right? because I missed a lot of skip. season six and seven because I had to catch up and watch the rest of eight before the last episode. But no, I think um, I saw a tweet. For instance, it said, "What's west of? What, why is Arya going west of Westeros? Because that's a." Game of Thrones spinoff waiting to be written. Right. Five years from now, we could right. go could revisit Arya Stark yeah. and where she's, she's the that new weapon. Columbus and. And, and Jon Snow going north with the wildlings. Like, there's there's so much that could happen from those. I uh, I think, obviously, everybody's talking about the scene with, with Jon and Daenerys. Yeah. I mean, let's not have a recap. What did you... Uh, what's what's uh, Yeah, sorry, because we do have to... No, you're good. Get, ...get rolling here. But, yeah, from from an actual... I, I let, The score was awesome. Game of Thrones is so good at playing Always. the right music at the right Beautiful. time. Beautiful. Yeah, because I didn't want to get in the specifics of the actual episode, oh, of whoops. course. You know, we all have our opinions. No, you're, you're good, G, because... <laughs> yeah, just disappointing in Garrett's answer, I'll tell sorry, you. Sorry, man. Sorry, G. Bad. But, and also the the production of it is fantastic. Yeah, man. The, Them walking through the street with the ash and the stuff like that. The shot of... Start. Danny with, yeah, the, with dragon the dragon behind her. That was sick. I that got was chills, sick. man. Yeah. It was wild. I got chills right now. Yeah, just thinking about, about that dude, was awesome. That was cool. So that's what I'm talking about. Like a lot of people were disappointed how it ended. No. But in terms of the episodes of every episode the show's great, in, the, man. In, in the eighth season. I think it's gotta go down as one of the top three television shows. I mean, I know it's the most watched, but like just in general, that'll go down as one of the top three TV shows of all time, I think. It's, yeah, I, it's fantastic. I agree. I agree. That was fantastic in terms of the production of it, the score has been great since the start Season of it. One, so, yeah. so it's just been fantastic. So that ends call the three folks, but uh, we will have uh, some other quick news. Let's see. We got Memorial day weekend coming up. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, what do you got going on this weekend, buddy? Busy man. Friday and Sunday. I'm at Grand River brewery right across the street. Kind of sort of here. And then on Saturday in the middle, I'm at hooligans down in Adrian. So gigs, all three days this weekend. Uh, later so, at night or? Uh, six to nine, eight to 11, and five to eight. So kind of, not too bad. Cool. Evening cool. dinner time music for sure. Be more chill and laid back. I won't be hyped. Awesome. Time. Awesome. We'll, yeah. hopefully we'll be on the lake pretty much all weekend, but I'll for sure. heading back into town and stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm man. Sure. I'll, have to, I'll, I'll shoot you a text. Got a <laughs> special visitor from Denver coming in and stuff nice. like that. So we'll be nice. hanging out all weekend. There hopefully, you go, man. Hopefully the weather holds off. Dude, because... I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm trying to play golf this weekend. You know, it's the holiday. See some family, play some golf. Right on. Play some music. Awesome, buddy. Well, that'll do it for us. Again, folks, thanks for joining us on A to G. Another solid night. Don't forget to share this episode. It'll be out Always. on Facebook, obviously, on my profile. I know G will share it and stuff like that. And don't thanks for all the comments too, guys. Thanks for joining in. That's really fun when we get all the comments and whatnot. So, so really, really appreciate it. Again, share it, like it, uh, let everyone know that uh, every Wednesday night at nine o'clock, we will be back here again next Wednesday. 
rolling through some Spitfire, some Call the Three. Who knows what Michigan news we'll be able to yeah, talk about something big every next week. weekend. But we hope to see all you guys there. Thanks again for joining. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Safe. Uh, be, be cool out there, guys.